Testing, testing. What it do? Are we recording? Are we recording? Yep, sounds like it's live. So this is not a shower thought. It's actually an office thought. Frequently, probably all the time, when I read books, I can't help but to want to do something with the information immediately, right? So I've been so fascinated by this awakening and understanding how much our childhood influences the way we navigate adulthood. So I'm not going to go too far down the childhood adversities rabbit hole, but if you like football, stay with me. If you like if you like NFL football, stay with me because I like NFL football. And I've been able to make these connections to how we can solve the problem that childhood adversities cause. And I mean, I should have said problems, right? Like there are some consequences for children who grow up in chaotic, abusive, or neglectful homes. And as a man told me yesterday, randomly, well, doesn't everybody have childhood trauma? Hey, if that is the case, then you know what? We all got our hands full. This is everybody's problem, okay? So because I like football, I'm able to make the connection on the potential for people to come together and heal. That's where this conversation is going. So here's what I hope to accomplish. I hope to accomplish that at a very, what they call Meta. Y'all know how Facebook didn't rename their their platform Meta. We used to say Meta way back in one of my MBA, NYU training days at this leadership training I used to go to. This lady used to always say Meta, 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 be Meta, let's be Meta. So we would go to breaks and and when it was time to think about something really deep, she, she would say, let's be Meta. Her name was Candace out of Detroit. So if she ever hears this one day, shout out to Candace. I, 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 I love that woman. I, I, I loved her so much. I would copy stuff that she would write just because she was just so motivation to me. But okay, here I am. I'm getting back on the train. So I'm going to get made, Meta. And I'm going to bring up this conversation on Alex Smith. Alex Smith happens to be a 1980s baby born Alex Douglas Smith. And he did 16 seasons in the NFL and played the role of a quarterback. So recently, within the in the in the in the 2000s, Alex got a 94 million dollar contract extension from the Washington Football Team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. So at 33 years old, he was guaranteed um, a 94 million dollar contract, and I think it was about four years, if I remember correctly. So the title of this, y'all, now that y'all stay with me for three minutes is, how can we get our children to the playoffs? Alex Smith, Washington Football League style. How can we get our kids to the playoffs? Alex Smith style. Stay with me. So I'm going to say that if aces can be predicted, aces can be prevented. If childhood trauma, chaos, neglect, and abuse, if what we know that happens in childhood with all those things, if those things that they telling us that here's what this adulthood is gonna look like, here are all these children that have now become adults that need to heal from their childhood, here's probably what they're gonna face throughout life. So if they're telling us that loud and clear, and for those of us that are capable, we're hearing it loud and clear, we got a chance to put a plug in it to like do an intervention, right? Especially if it's just happening because of a lack of awareness or knowledge, right? 
in order to get our children to the playoffs, Alex Smith style, we have to think and behave like the military. Stay with me. Alex Smith suffered what people thought would be a career ending injury. He was awarded the NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 2020. People called it a remarkable recovery. They've even said that his comeback is among the greatest in the history of sports. Career ending injury injury to his leg, okay? Stay with me. Because Alex had a team of people around him that wanted to see him back in the game, the military even poured into him to get him back in the game. And here is why I'm going to tell you we have to think and behave like the military. Somehow, because of Alex Smith's connections, and I'm sure his pockets came into play, but the NFL's pockets probably came into play as well because they just told us, man, you're going to get $94 million. Alex Smith was so valuable to this organization that, listen, y'all, the Pentagon gave special clearance to allow Alex Douglas Smith to be treated at the Brook Army Medical Center, a state-of-the-art facility that provides rehabilitation to patients who have suffered amputations, burns, and other functional limb loss during, listen to this, during military service. Alex Smith's comeback was so important that the military made room for him at their hospital. That's how bad people wanted Alex Smith back in the game. Think about that for a minute. He ain't served one day on the front lines. Not one day. Ain't pulled out a gun, ain't shot nobody, ain't did none of that, right? Ain't went to the military to get PTSD. His, his head injuries are because he makes multi-million dollars a year and gets hit by other people who are probably twice his size who are also making million dollars a year to hit him. Like, that's where his head injuries come from. But Alex Smith got to sit at the hospital and get rehabilitated at the same state-of-the-art facility that people who serve our country go to once they've, once they've lost their legs or need some kind of special surgery. Like only, only special people can get into this hospital, but Alex Smith, okay, I beat this horse long enough, was special enough for the Pentagon to say, hey, let's get this man back in the game. All right. They said he had war-like injuries. War-like injuries, okay? Now, let's switch this story up a little bit and let's talk about what chaotic, abusive, and neglectful childhoods due to the brains and bodies of children. Guess what? Chaotic, neglectful, abusive childhoods lead children to become adults who have the operating systems of people that have been to war. Several million of several million people are walking around with the internal systems as if they've been to war. 
There are brain images that can be pulled up on the web that will compare a three-year-old's brain to a war veteran's brain. And the portions of the brain that gets most affected are the same for everybody when it comes to violence, neglect, and abuse. The parts of the brains and all seven plus billions of us get affected the same way when we're exposed to violent, neglectful, or abusive situations. But a special hospital has been created for these military servicemen who are on the front lines fighting for our lives, okay? But if you're damaged enough, there is a place where you can go to get those body parts put back together. And if you've got a team of people around you like Alex Smith, you can join that hospital as well. I bring this up to say, if science knows that people who grow up in adverse situations, especially in their very early years, they are more likely to show signs of PTSD than someone who doesn't. Yet, there is very little attention or special services in general, especially like the Brook Army Medical Center, that are available for the hundreds of millions of adults that are forced to navigate in adulthood and try to recover and heal from things that happen in their childhood. We have to think and behave like the military if we wanna address this issue. The military has this thing called the Combat Infantryman's Badge, CIB for short. They call this the most highly respected badge in the army and it's only awarded to infantrymen who go through the mud, sleep on the ground and fight the enemy face to face every day. To be eligible for that CIB, to be eligible for that very, very special badge, you must have you must have served in the infantry unit in combat. Let's be meta, 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 whatever you want to call it. How many children are waking up in what feels like combat every day? Whether it's through domestic violence, whether it's through community violence whether it's through being traumatized at school by teachers who haven't worked on themselves, and now you've got them triggering kids and, and making them experience more violence. Maybe it's just the kids that go to the school that are coming from violent homes and calling every, causing everybody else to be violent. That is what it's like to go through the mud and fight the enemy face-to-face -face every day. Every day. There's so much science that says this is happening, this is true. But until we step up as a community to help individual children because they're everybody's responsibility and these adults who used to be children, guess what? They need some compassion too. And here's what it means to be on resilience, right? Alex Smith suffered what the medical community call a spiral compound fracture of the tibia and the fibula, basically all them big old important bones in his leg, right? He had to have 17 surgeries and amongst that first surgery, I believe that he had, he suffered a life-threatening infection like that almost killed him, right? But Alex went through 17 surgeries and almost died with that infection. But you know what? That fool still wanted to get back on the field. 
he wanted to go back out and play. He realized all these people that poured into me, maybe that was his thought, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he felt like he was obligated to do it because they put so much money into like healing him. Or maybe it was just him being resilient saying, if y'all tell me my leg is fixed and I can go back out and play, then I'm gonna go back out and play. The coaches didn't want it. The coaches were nervous about what was gonna happen if they put Alex back in the game and his leg all of a sudden um, gets hit. And now all of a sudden we're back at square one. But Alex's doctor says something that was so beautifully unique to kids who now I'm imagining if we're, met, if, we're, if we're being meta, think about these kids who are going to combat every single day, right? They're getting up and, and, and now they're adults, right? And some of them are kids getting ready to become adults, but every single day they're getting up trying and trying again, even though these memories of their childhood or these unhealed wounds are still haunting them in their relationships or parenting and whatever, all you want to think about it. But anyhow, so Alex Smith's doctor cleared him to go back her colleagues weren't, I don't know, but for colleagues, maybe it was the coaches, but she basically said he has medical clearance. And then you know what she said? She goes, he almost died. He almost lost his leg. Why wouldn't he want to go back and play? Think about it. And then I believe one of his coaches went on to say that he commended Alex because Alex proved everyone wrong and exceeded any, any reasonable expectations that anyone had set for him. And I highlight anyone has set for them because in the back of our mind, we are all on a daily basis, especially those of us with high adversity scores are operating, are operating based on other people's objectives and expectations for us. You know why? Because we didn't have that template on how to set those expectations for ourselves. So all of a sudden we landed into adulthood and we've got to figure it out. So in this situation where Alex's coach goes on to say that Alex exceeded any, all of the reasonable expectations that people have set for him, that's because Alex was getting back in the game and all these people had poured into Alex and maybe he felt obligated to do it, right? The moral to this story is if we want to get our kids in the playoffs like Alex Smith, not only did he come back and play, he actually took his team to the playoffs in one of those seasons. He's since retired, but he got back in the game. He got back in the game and it was a truly remarkable feat. Mature human interactions take effort and open-mindedness for humans who are different than you. Relationships are healed through trauma. So if we think that humanity needs a tune-up, we have to start by taking a look at why we believe what we believe about people. The conversation of adverse childhood experiences and positive childhood experiences is everybody's responsibility. The only way somebody can get out of this conversation is if they moved to the wilderness and they didn't have to deal with anybody but themselves. And unless you plan on doing that, then everybody has to be collectively involved in addressing this. Everybody who is still conscious, conscious, <laughs> everybody. The solution to do that is easy to talk about, but the solution is that many of us are going to have to revisit that shipwreck that got us here. If you think about it, it's, 
If you think about it from the perspective of the Titanic crashing, imagine the Titanic crashing and all of those fragmented pieces are all over the ocean floor. Picture that as our childhoods, especially those with high adversity scores. Picture going back to that Titanic and picking up those pieces and taking those pieces of your childhood and moving them to a safe place so that you can help somebody else starting with yourself. We have to do this throughout our day, consciously and unconsciously, revisiting what caused us to think the way that we do, to believe what we believe, and reconnect ourselves with the source. That's how we build new communities. That's how we build a new world order. Picking up the pieces from our own childhood, using our experiences from our own childhood, good or bad, to get people to start the conversation. And then asking ourselves, what is it going to take for me to continue caring about this conversation? Why do I need to continue caring about this conversation? And how do I get others invested in this conversation? This is everybody's responsibility. So if we want to get our kids in the playoffs, even after they've been dealt a pretty rough hand, with all the adversities, we've got to think about the adults who used to be children that grew up and now we're having to be in relationships with them, work with them, fight with them, mate with them, argue with them over political. I mean, it's so much. It goes down such a big rabbit hole. We've got to get to a place where we're open and willing to learn from humans who not only look different than we do, but are different than we are. We have to get to a place where someone cares about what I am going through, what you are going through, even if it's just for a moment. We have to get to a place where people can walk around and not feel like they're being judged, not setting their day-to-day movement based on who's going to approve of me today or who can I overpower today. We have to get to a place where everybody feels like I can fail and still be loved because that is the flesh in me. To cure what Dr. Perry called relational poverty, we have to start rebuilding the relationships with ourselves and accepting that our aces are a part of our story, a part of our journey, and a part of the reason why we are going to be able to help others heal. Our relationship template has filed for bankruptcy. The seven years is up. This is how we build resilience, address Operation Zip Code Hero, and get to a better humanity. I'm out. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time.